Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. And I'm Robbie Swale. Hi, Robbie. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure. I totally love talking to people. Um, What guesting number am I for 2022? Do you know? Oh, what? For for me? Yeah, yeah, for you. What number Uh, is this? I think this is four. So I get to be number four. So when we look back at the end of this and people are going, wait, what? (laughs) I love being able to just cold start. Four, but you'll be, because of the way this podcast works, you'll be one in terms of being out and available to the public. Yes. Because everybody knows I put these out. These are these are like hot takes. Which is um, amazing. What the anyway. hell are we talking about? Um, <laughs> Robbie and I did this conversation at the beginning going, I feel like we know each other. Um, so the conclusion was that we haven't ever actually talked before. But then what was in my head was you reached out uh, or, or posted on LinkedIn <clears throat> very early in 2022 that you were setting a challenge for yourself. So tell me what the challenge is. <clears throat> Yeah, so I set myself the challenge to be a guest on 100 podcasts uh, in 2022, specifically in which to tell the story of my book, which just came out. And there are there are lots of, thank you, there are lots of kind of uh, reasons for that and interesting things about it. Like one is, it's because I really care about the, what the story of that book can do, which is I care about people not, not doing things if that makes sense like I I hate it when people like or like I don't hate it but I I know what it's like to feel the pain of having an idea and something you want to do and then not doing it sometimes for so long that it that it passes (laughs) passes you by and sometimes just for a long time until you finally you know somehow burst through and and do the thing and (laughs) yeah what's the opposite of rage quit rage rage start (laughs) it is sometimes though it's like I can't fucking do i can't fucking stand this any longer i'm gonna do it right right and it's like the the actual absolutely right the rage start that's sometimes (laughs) what happens Um, but that doesn't necessarily go well like rage start can have a horrible face plant 10 feet down the road (laughs) just you know like yeah although i don't know like i kind of think that at least it's out at that point like at least you've done it and no matter how badly it goes for me the kind of the creative hell of having something that you know you want to do and haven't done like is my, for me it's always been worse than having done it and it gone wrong because at least then I showed up and I did something otherwise I'm just some guy with an idea who kind of knows he's letting himself down um so I'd rather have the face plant I think I say this now like uh, let's see you know if this if this episode ends up terribly and we still put it out we'll see if that was still a wise thing or you know no, or I can if, tell if you guesting two minutes, number 10 was I can tell you terrible. 2 minutes and 50 seconds this is this will wind up going out but anyway we're, <laughs> we'll we'll circle right. back to that this is not going to be a stinker um, so there's two threads in there that I'm like, oh, I have to choose. Uh, I think I'm going to pull on, let's talk about the book first, because I think it's important and, and you're not out doing the book junket. Uh, to me, book junket is when the agents reach out to me and I just summarily delete all emails <laughs> from people who aren't actually the guest. If you aren't the yeah. guest, if you're listening, don't even ask. Cause my answer is no. Um, but That's funny, you, just because because I do have a podcast as well, and I kind of had that attitude. But then I got like, so my podcast is a podcast for coaches, and I got a thing from a PR um, person doing the mm-hmm. book book junket or whatever you just called mm-hmm. it, and I was about to delete it, and then I read the name, and it was a woman called Marsha Reynolds, and I was like, I better Google her first to find out <laughs> if she's anyone interesting, and I googled her, and she's like the global gurus number five most influential coach in the world and she Mm. was asking to be on my show and my show was about i can't remember like maybe a max max 12 15 episodes in something like that and Mm. so it was like 
it was actually a, a big watershed moment for me. So now I'm a bit careful. I don't delete. Oh, I personally nice. don't delete them straight away. I check that they're not someone like <laughs> fa- super famous who wants to be on my show. Jim Ferris, but you don't recognize his name, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, well, I don't recognize his PR guy's name or whatever mm. the thing's being promoted. And so yeah. because of That's that, Marsha, I now don't delete them. But mm. I do, well, I don't instantly delete them, but I do delete almost all of them. Almost all of them. That's a good point. Oh, I like your, I like your, Craig tries to be hyperbolic and you're like, no, let's get some reality. And you're like, okay, fine. Um, uh, since I'm doing tangents, uh, what episode number are you on? People know what I'm about to do. What episode number are you on? So I know what you're about to do as well, because I have heard <laughs> Uh-oh, you've the listened. show before. Um, I'm on number 34. It's just come out. That's awesome. Huzzah! I say this all the time. People listening to this show are podcasters, so we all know uh, it's a long, lonely journey yelling at your own screen. Uh, so I like to point out anybody who gets beyond six or seven or eight or 10, you know, it, it's it's like writing a book. I mean, it's really hard. And if you don't press the publish button, it really didn't happen. So I, I like to take a chance to like add a boy or add a girl or add a guy or whatever for people who really get far along. And by 35, you've clearly found your footing. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the book. Um, so tell me, <laughs> I'm not like, I'll write the book. I'm just like, ah, yeah. too many things. Tell me about the book. Tell me the title of the book and what was, I, you and I talked about, there's a, there's a melange. There's like, you did something and then it became something and there's something as this whole, like, uh, I'm making an infinite figure eight gesture. Tell me about the book and where did the book come from? Yeah. Thank you for the question. So let me do it. Let me, let me tell it how it happened really. So how it really happened was that I was wrestling with basically feeling anxious about pressing the post button on, Mm. on anything, right? Not, I didn't have anything as grand as a podcast or even a blog. I, you know, I had like a LinkedIn account and a Facebook account and a Twitter account and even posting like a joke on Facebook, I would find myself like the, it was like kind of this was probably like 2016. So it was after Facebook had changed a little bit and it wasn't the kind of cuddly place it had been in the early noughties. It was like already getting it. But I would, so like, uh, you know, I would find my mind going around 10 times about whether to post a joke about yeah, the football. How's it going to land, right? And I was feeling anxious the whole time. And I, I just started a year earlier, probably setting out on a new entrepreneurial journey. So I'd, I was kind of leaving my old work behind and stepping into coaching, which is what I do now. And I kind of knew that I was going to need to be, I was, well, not need to, but I was going to want to be public in more than I was and that this thing, and I really didn't want to feel that anxious about pressing post on anything, <laughs> right. right? It was it's unpleasant. And 200 painful. words, right? Exactly. It was less like sometimes. And so my coach and I designed a experiment as a way for me to test, can I can I get through some of this? And the, the experiment came from the fact, really, that he used to be a visual artist and he used to like painting a series of paintings. And he was like, what if you write a series of articles? And we decided on five um, and I would write them on the train um, the next five times I got the train from where I live in Southwest London into the center of the city. And that's, you know, and I did that for five days. And the, the game was write while the train's moving, stop when the train stops, proofread it once, post it on LinkedIn because no one reads LinkedIn was my reason for choosing that. Uh, it turns out a few people did. Some people liked it. Some people, I don't know, they didn't comment on the first one or two, but I think I probably did get a comment on the third or fourth, something like that. And then I went on holiday and I realized it was a good thing that I'd done for me. And I was glad that I'd written these five things. And I'd read a lot of what people like Seth Godin had to say about writing practices. And I thought, 
this is my chance. Like I've started, I'm moving now, so mm. I'm gonna keep going. And I turned it into a weekly practice. And so then I wrote once a week on the train. Uh, and until I stopped getting the train, because I left my other work, so I was mostly working for myself, so I wasn't getting it as much. And I realized the train journey was often about 12 minutes. So I'd mm. set a timer, <laughs> write for 12 minutes. You know, it's not always even 12 minutes, which is funny when we get to the, the title of the, the series of books that I'm releasing. But like, it was about 12 minutes, the time that I checked how long it was. Mm. And so I set a timer for 12 minutes, write when the time is going, stop when it stopped, proofread once, post on LinkedIn. And then three years in, to my practice, we're about two and a half years in, Seth Godin released this behemoth of his blogs, which I stupidly, uh, unnecessarily, wonderfully spent $200 on. Uh, and it's so, it's so big, I can't even really pick it up to read it, but it's great. Yeah, it's on the my behemoth shelf, is I mean, bigger than a baby, right? Like, it's, 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 it's absolutely like, massive. Yeah, there's a great photo of a baby lying on it to show yeah, how, how massive scale. it is. But the great thing about it is, it's just, it, you know, just, in speech marks, a repackaging of Seth's blogs. Um, it's beautifully done. That's why the justice in speech marks. But I then thought, oh, there's an interesting thing that I've got here, which is three years of these 12 minute blog posts. And actually the people, LinkedIn's quite hard to navigate. It's that kind of slightly messy platform. It's like quite mm -hmm. hard to kind of find someone's blogs and certainly hard to read through 140 of them or whatever. And I thought, well, there are probably about 10 people, including my parents, who would like <laughs> to read all those blogs from start to finish. And it's really just me not doing anything to make that easy that's making it hard for them. And I should at least make it easy for them. And it'd be a fun thing. And I could call it, if I put it into a book, I wrote this book in 12 minutes, which mm. I think is funny and challenging. And catchy, right. Yeah. right. And then I said to one of my friends, who's an editor, I was like, can you help me with this? It just it doesn't want much editing because that's the point of it, but it needs a bit. And when we started talking about it, he said, well, can the book inside do what that catchy, challenging title does can it help people get out of their own way get on with it if swale can write a book in 12 minutes what can i do um and it turned out it could and, and this for me is where it, it it went from being a funny thing to being a bit of a kind of shock and a bit profound because it turns out that if you just sit down and write for 12 minutes a week you write about what you're interested in because you don't really have time to think about anything else. <laughs> right, there's no um, time to do real work, right? <laughs> right, and if you've been wrestling yourself with getting out of your own way and avoiding the procrastination and doing the things you want to do instead of being a person who doesn't do the things they want to do, and you've been learning to do a new work where you're helping people do what they want to do, I'd been writing about that every week for three years. And so I ended up with, I'd, like I'd actually written a book that said something, not mm. just a random collection of thoughts. And... In the end, I then, you know, and this is important, I then procrastinated on that for two years for various, you know, like all procrastination, very good reasons. The book didn't right. come out that autumn like I planned. It came out last December. I just got the first bit of it out last year. And in between those two years, one of the things that happened, I got some great advice. Why don't we make it a series of books so people can, there's, instead of one really slightly too long book about with four parts about the creative process, it's going to be four manageably sized books um snappy ones about each stage and the first one was called how to start when you're stuck um and we repackaged the 12 minute thing into the name of the series which is the 12 minute method um and what i like about what i particularly like about doing this show with you is that um this podcast is basically the 12 minute method except it's like 20 minutes isn't it right. but the important thing about the 12 minute method is we're at 11 minutes and 45 seconds we'd be the end we could, right well, well we, it's actually not a bad ending i'm tempted to say we should do it but i'm having a real a really good time i so want to go to 20 um, 
But it's like the, the thing about the 12 minute method to say that I've learned even only like three months, two months, two months after the book came out. So two months after the 12 minute method became a thing for anyone other than me and my, the two guys who helped me with the publishing um, is that the 12 minutes is like a brilliantly arbitrary amount of time which for your 12-minute method thing, whatever it is, e.g. this podcast, you can ignore the 12-minute thing. The point is you choose a fairly arbitrary amount of time, you do some work for that amount of time, and then if it's something that you've made, like this conversation, you just share it. Because the 80-20 analysis of a podcast (laughs) is that, like, um, oh, the 80-20 analysis of a blog, for example, is that, like, have you written it? If you've written it, then you've you're done, mostly done. You've, you're mostly done <laughs> right if you've proofread it once you're definitely mostly done and with a podcast it's like if it's got a, an amazing beautiful theme tune a lovely poetic intro great but that's that last 20 percent. the most important thing is is there a podcast which is out and this yeah. that this is a great example of that a really great example of that <laughs> thanks uh i steal from the best I, <laughs> I, I think originally i got the idea from i, I think i first saw david nabinsky who was a coach uh, in the podcasting workshop, who was talking about minimum viable podcasts. And we make it like nice. a joke. We talk about minimum viable product. We're like, what's yeah, minimum yeah. viable podcast? And I've said, but probably not for a couple of episodes, in this show, I wanted to have more cool conversations with people because conversations is my personal mission. So I'm like, okay, how can I do more of these with all the podcasters that I know? I'm like, well, I don't want to edit. Okay, no editing. I don't want to like. I don't want to have the thing in my mind. Like, oh, I have to finish that. I'm like, okay, that means it's out four minutes after I'm done. Like, I just kept picking like I made a list, not literally, but a list of, you know, I want this feature. Those are in. I don't want this feature. Those are out. And then what I was done, I was like, well, this is going to be a really thin show in terms of production. But but I all have... those things could have been the reason that you didn't start the podcast, right? Oh, I, yeah, for you, absolutely. because you already had podcasts out there. I doubt that was likely to happen. But it's like all those things you just said, like not knowing how to do the editing, uh, you know, all those things you mentioned, like, they're the reasons we don't do the things we want to do. And yeah, you can really you've just done a great thing. Just, like, yeah. just strip them. If you can strip them out, strip them out. Better that it's done than that, than that you've, you've not made this thing. And this thing is a great example of that because, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's great and it's snappy and um, it's fun to listen to. I think so. Thank you for saying. Um, I hope this one is. I hope that's true of this episode as well. <laughs> well, nobody's listening. So, yeah, um, what? Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm really glad that we got a chance to unpack. I think the people who would be listening to this show, I don't know, the audience is growing, but I believe the people who are listening are going like, yeah, because their journey will be similar. They will have shipped the thing because most of the people on here have some sort of functioning podcast, but not all of them. I do have people, I tell people, you don't have to have a show or even have had a show to be on this show. If you're passionate about creating podcasts, but you're stuck, come on the show, you know? Um, So yeah, what... Uh, so I'm glad we got a chance to unpack not just what the book is, but like how you ended up with a book. You didn't set out looking for a book. Hmm. Um, a close nearby topic is what do you think people get wrong about you? But maybe uh, I'm going to go in a different direction. You, uh, so I, I lurk people before they come on the show. I spend 10 minutes like, you know, who's remind me who the, you know, and on your personal website, coaching is basically the thing that's up front. And it's actually really not obvious that you even have a podcast. You have to go on the about page and, and two thirds of the way down are like, oh, he has a podcast. Now, if you, I mean, if you know how to find podcasts, it's easy to find, but I'm wondering about, do you see the balance of how you're presenting yourself? Is that going to change as your, as you get more famous or as your podcast gets more famous or as the books come out? Are you, are you going to pivot? Like I'm super interested in like how personal branding 
um, changes over time. Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> so I made a decision when I, uh, how did it go? I think when I launched the podcast. So basically I have what you might call two sides to my business. And the again, one of the people I work with on publishing the book, we talked about this quite a bit because I was wondering, should there be, so I already have two brands, right? Essentially I have personal brands. I have Robbie Swale. It was mm -hmm. Robbie Swale coaching. And I changed, I, when I published the book, I realized I wanted it to just be me, not, not me and the coaching thing, which is why yeah. it's RobbieSwale.com now. And I have the coach's journey, which is the name of my podcast and a couple of business bits that surround that, like a community for coaches. When I was thinking about the book coming out, I was talking to one of the, the publishing uh, experts that I'm working with about should I have a third, right? Should the 12-minute method also be its own separate piece? So it was like 12-minute method is here, which is like books, get unstuck, creativity, productivity piece. Yeah, have me consult, have a presentation. Yeah, right? coaching <clears throat> piece my in TED the middle talk. where it's like, yeah, who knows? Coaching piece in the middle, which is like, the the craft that I love and working with leaders mostly, but it could be it can be other people. And then the thing for coaches on the other side. And we decided that was too much. And the reason that it was good to split the the coach's journey stuff and the other stuff is essentially you can think of it like I have a B to B bit and a B to C bit. So my B to B is coach to coach, which is the coach's journey, which is a separate website, a logo, um, all stuff because I love the, the craft of coaching and I love helping those people do their thing. And uh, it turns out I accidentally, because I wrote an article about my journey once, created a little audience for that. And then <laughs> later on, um, I made this podcast, which people like, coaches like, or certain ones of them do. And so that felt like that's a nice, like... Um, contained thing and it now has some patreon stuff that goes with it and that kind of thing and then the rest of it stayed separate because that's like I, you know that's like me, b to c or like robbie to normal people so it's like robbie to coaches and robbie to normal people because yeah, thou who are you know, stuck exactly <laughs> right yeah and 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 more so that's where that comes from and i sometimes wonder about it like exactly the coach's journey could be like a thing on my website but it, at the time it felt right to separate it kind of mm. wanted the podcast to have its place and then to have a place for coaches to go who knows at some point i might might bring it back because uh, now we're talking about it. I'm, not, I'm not i'm not so, you can hear my voice i'm not, in this moment i'm less sold on it than i thought i was actually on on them being separate <laughs> my actual secret mission is to get people to go hmm yeah <laughs> realize their thinking needs to be thought more thoroughly no it's not um but that is often a good sign when when either myself or the persons that person or persons that I'm talking with, when somebody in the conversation goes, Oh, and in fact, the noise hmm, is, is like an internationally, like when you make that noise, that's, that's also how you determine that somebody else has accepted your problem for like, if you call tech support, you're not actually getting anywhere until the tech support person goes, Hmm. Yeah. Now you're golden. It's all downhill at this point. They acknowledge that's a problem and they're going to work on it. Um, so I think there's a visual, to that when you see people like yeah. oh, they start they start actually thinking well it's a tricky thing um, as a podcaster because like i felt like you know sometimes i think <laughs> on my show like I, I 
you know, you can tell the difference. But those pauses, they're occasionally on my show because my questions sometimes get long and confusing. They're like, "Sorry, what did he just ask me?" I get that a bit as well, as well. But you kind of, you can when you're watching or in the conversation, you can tell the difference. Yeah. Well, there's a whole art to asking questions, and yes, you need to provide enough. I would say it's kind of like helping somebody ice skate. You have to give them enough context so that they can push off of something. You can't just be like, "Who are you?" That's like. I mean, it would be a very special guest in a very special show format if that worked. People cool, went, oh, well, yeah. so, someone who's listening, do that. That's a great do show. That. Ship that. Yeah. <laughs> That's your first show. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I try to give people, I, often I warn people, sometimes I'll get all rambly, but I promise that I will grammarly create a nonsensical, <laughs> wait, what do you think about, like I will make a question on the end so yeah, you get yeah. a chance to see Craig think or see Craig <laughs> learn, followed by me asking a question. But I'll point out that in good conversations, there aren't always questions. Sometimes people are just talking. No. And it's no. it's really nice. And it's it's, it's not a, uh, you know, I was lucky to grow up in a family where having what I think of as now as generative conversations, like mm. conversations that kind of, I always think is like go up and up and up and perhaps in terms of understanding, obviously not every conversation was like this, but <laughs> right. we do, we do, <laughs> we, did and, yeah, <laughs> we did and do sometimes have conversations like that. And I feel very lucky about that because once you've been in a conversation like that, which doesn't, they usually don't involve any questions, but you can still feel the conversation going somewhere which it wouldn't have gone if anyone was just thinking by themselves. And I think that's a yeah, really important point, actually, that com questions aren't everything. Awesome. I think that's a really great place to stop. Robbie, it was, as I say at the beginning, a pleasure because I'm always sure it's going to be awesome. And it's awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, thanks so much for self-service scheduling. I didn't even have to beg you to join the show. You were like Johnny <laughs> on it. So I well, when you that. set yourself a challenge, like mm -hmm. I have to get out of my own way. I have to get creative and I have to take every opportunity because 100 is a lot and I'm not sure. It's like mm -hmm. two a week. I'm way behind. It's, it's the start of February. Like I need to hustle yeah. from now on. Terrific. Well, I'm going to publish this in four minutes and then you're on the hook. And then <laughs> I'll share it and then point... I'll be the first one out, which is amazing. So thank you, Craig. Most most importantly, like you're making it that little bit more likely that I will get to somewhere. I'm not sure I'll get to 100, but I hope to get somewhere respectable with that challenge. Oh, you have um, to get to 100. We'll do at the end. If you're 33 short, we'll sit down and do 33 <laughs> sequential episodes in a new show. Cool. Totally All right, let's get that. the heck out of here. We can do like right, three, thanks, minute, three minute episodes. Love it. Love it. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, bye.